The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades has arrived. You can start building completely new concepts for payments that we've never thought of. Move the need for a financial intermediary to transact value. Bitcoin and the blockchain have an amazing future. This is going to transform society. Hello there. How's it going? Today I'm bringing you a new episode of Blog Broadcasts, our podcast series where we read aloud the blogs that we post on our website, www.cryptoauthority.co.uk. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. The title of this article is Bitcoin, Cash or Digital Gold? So the inspiration behind this article comes from one of the most popular debates in the cryptosphere, and it's whether Bitcoin or BTC is better suited to serve as a means of an exchange, similarly to digital cash, or as a store of value, something like digital gold. So the key findings from this article were that Bitcoin's block size inhibits its ability to function as an efficient cash system. Bitcoin also has more inherent value than gold, which is a big statement in itself, but I'll explain that later on throughout the, throughout the podcast. And then similarly to gold, Bitcoin has a potential to serve as a hedge against the financial system. One of the largest debates in the crypto asset space that we are yet to cover here at the Crypto Authority is whether Bitcoin is better suited to be a store of value or as a means of an exchange. It's probably the greatest divide that we have within the cryptocurrency world and it's why coins like Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin exist. Many people who believe that BTC ought to be like cash and challenge fiat currencies moved over to the Bitcoin Cash community the BCH community. So before the analysis begins, note that Bitcoin is still far from being an efficient and realistic alternative to gold. Its volatility, the difference in market cap, and the general aura around Bitcoin make it extremely different to gold. We often get lost in this community of people who recognize what Bitcoin is and how it can be used. 95% of society still have no idea what value Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies can bring and have only seen Bitcoin crash from 20k to 6k. Their faith and interest in it is only a fraction of what their viewpoint of what gold is. So similarly to most assets, the value of Bitcoin lies in what someone is willing to pay for it. People buy gold for its excellent store of value and as a hedge against the potential collapse of the global economy. Although it isn't currently used as a hedge against an economic crisis, Bitcoin has much more potential than gold. It possesses both of these traits and offers every person on the earth the ability to transact over a decentralized network in a cheap, fast, secure, and immutable way. So firstly, we're going to study Bitcoin as a store of value, as digital gold. So the main argument supporting the idea that Bitcoin is better designed to serve as an asset where people from all over the world can store their wealth in are its decentralized and finite features. Bitcoin's value, similarly to gold, is partly owed to the fact that it's rare and limited, there will only ever be 21 million units of BTC, meaning that scarcity will have a part to play in Bitcoin's valuation. The global fear of an increase in supply devaluing the underlying asset is not a problem for Bitcoin investors. We list and discussed all of the other reasons as to why Bitcoin has inherent value in a previous podcast episode titled The 10 Benefits of Bitcoin. If you want, check it out and hopefully that can give you a bit of more insight of why Bitcoin does indeed have inherent value. So now let's compare gold and Bitcoin. Firstly, the trade of gold, more often than not, involves intermediaries. Bitcoin has the ability 
to be traded in a decentralized manner. This makes BTC cheaper, faster, and safer tra to transact than gold. Cheaper, because no middlemen fees have to be incurred. Faster, as the official exchange of the property rights of Bitcoin takes roughly 10 minutes. Gold can take days for brokers to transfer the official ownership. And safer, because it involves no intermediaries and therefore evades the scope for counterparty risk. Obviously, the risk of you losing your private keys does indeed exist in the cryptocurrency world. But if we observe the past, the vast majority of people who have lost their keys are the ones that didn't care for the assets inside the wallet. Perhaps they bought Bitcoin in 2011 and didn't care for it that much then. That all changes when you care for the asset within the wallet. For something to be classed as an efficient store of value, it ought to be divisible, transportable, scarce, fungible, durable, and non-consumable. Thankfully, Bitcoin boasts all of these features. Gold almost does, but it lacks divisibility. Despite common belief, gold is actually a relatively soft metal. Its density is what makes it problematic to divide. You can do it with your hands, but that's very inaccurate. Most people do it with tools, which again is a strenuous and time-consuming task. Perhaps 100 years ago, this would have been a feasible choice, but now with new technological adva advancements like Bitcoin, there are better alternatives. In contrast, Bitcoin is highly divisible and can be divided into eight decimal points called Satoshis, making it useful for micropayments. Imagine completing micropayments with gold. It's just not practical. Very often, investors have to liquidate their assets in order to fund another venture. This would be seamless with BTC and a more strenuous task with gold. So now let's explore Bitcoin as a means of an exchange, as digital cash. So fiat currencies, which is Latin for let it be done, have grown to be the norm for money in inverted commas. And now almost every nation has issued their own fiat currency. Some argue that fiat currencies are backed by nothing but more than trust in the government, meaning that they lack inherent value. Gold is limited and is a precious metal, which gives it value. Bitcoin can be transferred across the world in seconds, whereas fiat currencies don't really boast any unique traits. Many people have coined Bitcoin as the best currency known to have been created to date. Its ability to process cross-border transactions in a fast, cheap, anonymous and immutable way supersedes any other currency that's ever existed. Bitcoin is purely global, international and can be used anywhere by anyone. That's a powerful thing that no other currency boasted before it. However, although some cryptocurrencies are very well suited to serve as cash, Bitcoin isn't. In my eyes, it isn't suited to be a medium exchange for three reasons. It is too slow, the block size is too small for it to scale on-chain, and it is ultimately inefficient. At the start, the vision behind Bitcoin was to serve as an alternative to cash, for people to transact with it, seamlessly as though it was a fiat currency. But as the Bitcoin network has grown in popularity, scalability has been an issue and the idea that BTC can replace fiat is becoming less likely as every day passes. The block size for Bitcoin is a mere one megabyte, which was purposely selected in order to maintain decentralization. One megabyte is a relatively small block size limit, meaning only a limited amount of transactions can fit into every block mined. As a result, Bitcoin can roughly process seven transactions per second, which is pathetic if you compare it to Visa's 24,000 transactions per second. It doesn't compare. To counter the limitations on-chain, 
off-chain solutions have arisen, like the Lightning Network. Although the Lightning Network has been a great addition to Bitcoin, so far it has certainly not achieved universal adoption and is often titled a failure. The debate on whether Bitcoin should scale off-chain or on-chain is another ongoing debate within the cryptocurrency world. Although off-chain solutions do solve problems, they create additional issues. And if we're envisioning a Bitcoin network that is used by millions of people daily, then off-chain solutions may not suffice. When the Bitcoin network experienced its first wave of significant volume in the latter stages of 2017, it really struggled to cope. The network clogged up and people's transactions were often taking hours and days to process. This is again due to the one megabyte block size. In order to get your transaction mined in the next block, the fee was a modest $45, regardless of the size of your transaction. If you were making a $1 Bitcoin payment to someone, it would have cost you $46, proving to be an incredibly inefficient way of transacting. As a decentralized network, Bitcoin is inherently less efficient than centralized networks and is therefore currently ill-suited to challenge fiat as a means of an exchange. The peer-to-peer network requires computers all around the world to simultaneously solve cryptographic calculations requiring huge amounts of electricity. The entire electricity used to mine BTC in a year could power the whole nation of Serbia. Bitcoin can serve as a great hedge against the government and financial systems, which is infinitely more attractive in nations with turbulent politics and economies. The fact that every single person born is invited to participate within the globally international Bitcoin network promises huge liquidity in the future, which is one of Bitcoin's main constraints right now, and a more efficient way of transferring value. The limited block size and the slow speed nature of BTC transactions make it a poor contestant to overthrow the present fiat monetary system. Therefore, my research has led me to conclude that Bitcoin is better suited to be a store of value rather than a means of exchange at this moment in time. This, of course, could change in the future. Network upgrades and a general shift in community attitude could shift BTC to be more cash orientated. However, gold and the incumbent monetary system are far from being broken. They are simply flawed and could be improved upon. As Jenny Ta described in our podcast episode, don't fix what isn't broken. I'll leave you with a quote that I once read. BTC, as we know it, cannot be cash. Instead, it's become a trusted alternative when fiat money's value is corrupted by politics. Ask the 31 million people of Venezuela how their wealth is fed whilst being stored in their state fiat currency, the Bolivar. I'm sure they would appreciate the opportunity to store their wealth in a decentralized and scarce asset that has inherent value. Remember, if you buy cheap and sell high, you're definitely doing something right. And now for our disclaimer. This article expresses our personal opinions, predictions, and market speculations based on the way we interpret the information we have available to us. It is by no means to be considered expert advice. We take no responsibility or liability for any actions taken by you based on anything we've mentioned. We are in no way affiliated with any companies, sites, cryptocurrency exchanges, or cryptocurrencies that we mention in these articles and podcasts. These are simply the ones we choose to use due to our personal preferences. Thank you and have a fantastic day.